the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, here we are. Indeed, it's Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn here. Blake Gallagher is behind the glass. And we haven't seen each other since yesterday morning. I was the guest host for the Jimmy Singenberger program yesterday from 6 to 9 a.m. And followers, connoisseurs, devotees of the Backbone Radio podcast should know that we have three scintillating hours up there on the podcast page you don't want to miss. And I'm not going to cover much of the same stuff that I covered yesterday morning. I often feel like a little obligation to do so in the sense that maybe this time slot, you know, this grandiose time slot, won't get to hear some of that stuff, but it is out there on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, virtuoso, virtuoso material out there about how to save America and about manhood and about all kinds of other groovy stuff, some stuff about how the midterms are looking right now. And I might mention a few thoughts on the midterms Right here and now, did you know Harvard-Harris poll data has the top three issues far and away the American people are concerned about? Likely voters, inflation, economy, jobs, and immigration. Economy slash jobs is one category. So the top three categories by far are boiling down to the things that the Democrats in power have screwed up. Biden has screwed up big time. And if my reading of this is right, um, they call it women's rights. Would that be the abortion issue, which you're hearing constantly talked about? In the, by the way, the fourth issue is crime, crime and drugs. Oh, Democrats, the top four issues that are on the minds of the American likely voter are the things that the uh, the Democrats have screwed the pooch on. And the abortion issue in Harvard-Harris, Harvard if it is the women's rights, they call it women's rights, does that mean abortion? There's no word abortion on this list in the Harvard-Harris poll. That would be the fifth highest area of concern, way less than those top four issues. But the media is telling you that, oh, abortion, abortion, that's the big thing. That's the thing that has got the Democrats all motivated to go out there and vote. But then the the poll data has never backed that up. It simply does not. And so heading into the midterms, folks, if we have enough election integrity, Democrats are in big trouble. Democrats are in trouble and they know they are in big trouble if there's election integrity, okay, Democrats are trying to trying to act like they're cruising, they're doing all right, that America's going okay, that Biden's even out there saying that, oh, if Republicans win, we're going to have bad inflation. <laughs> it's like you have to, like, facepalm. You know, every day when Biden talks, you have to just, like, you know, facepalm 
because he says stuff that is so preposterous, so ridiculous, so clueless. Saw him standing there. Um, yeah, the media had video cameras on him. Joe Biden today is eating ice cream. I believe he was in Delaware. Standing there eating ice cream, saying that the American economy is strong. And he was talking about, yeah, this inflation act we've got. The inflation, you, you can get a new coffee machine. You can get rebates for that. You can get new doors on your house. It's going to make your house more energy efficient, and you're going to save money from our inflation. What? He's completely off point and eating ice cream, showing that he's got the gravitas. He's taking the crises in the American Republic seriously, slurping down ice cream, talking about coffee machines and heaters, blaming Republicans for future inflation, when obviously... Everyone knows this, but I have to repeat it often. When Donald Trump was in office, we had little or no inflation, almost none. Look at the data curves. When Joe Biden stepped into the office, those arrows went straight north. 40-year highs in inflation, even surpassing the Jimmy Carter era for inflation. And, of course, the media is trying not to talk about that. They're trying not to talk about the inflation. They're trying not to talk about the high gas prices and the high food prices. They're trying not to do that. But it's pretty hard to spin stuff like that that you see every day, that you interact with every day, to the extent that you drive an automobile and have a gas tank, to the extent that you eat food and wander into a grocery store from time to time. So you're going to have some PSYOP polling out there that tries to present the case that Democrats are doing well and they're in a strong position heading into November. But don't be buying that, okay? I just advise everybody to just stay cool. Yes, feel a sense of outrage and a sense of injustice. Let that fuel you. Let that be part of your fuel. But also don't get yourself like freaked out and don't get demoralized. Don't get discouraged because, again, they want you demoralized. That's a big part of the PSYOP polling regime is that they want you demoralized. They want you afraid. They want you the rest of the stuff. So, yeah, we'll cover more thoughts on midterms. Talk about how the mainstream media is doing everything they can to help that Warnock guy running for Senate in Georgia and cause harm to Herschel Walker in the Georgia race. America first MAGA candidate Herschel Walker who had a really good debate uh, Friday night. Man, Herschel Walker did a great job. Some people don't uh, think that he's, you know, got the policy credentials and he's got the uh, gravitas, I'll use that word again, to get up there and be a senator. But, man, he, he nailed it in that debate. And ever since, you've seen the mainstream media doing everything they can to try to support Warnock in Georgia because they, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, They know Herschel Walker did well and that they know Herschel Walker is most likely going to cruise in there for a victory in Georgia. I was most impressed with that. Most impressed. We'll look at that in a little bit more detail. And I thought also, maybe I'll even get into this. I usually save this kind of stuff for later in the program. But the potential for um, if Trump runs, is Trump going to run? We don't know. But there's kind of been a big push behind the scenes for Ron DeSantis to run for the presidency. And I've 
been following this, and I've got a lot of information on this, and I haven't talked about it too much. I've said a few things that I think are relevant and significant. But I was really struck by something um, Megyn Kelly was saying. Remember Fox News, former Fox News host Megyn Kelly? She had an interview with Dave Rubin in which Megyn Kelly said, guess what, DeSantis has no chance if he wants to enter the primary and run against Trump. No way DeSantis is going to even move the needle. He has no chance. DeSantis should not really even think about doing that, even though he's been endorsed by Paul Ryan, the rhino speaker of the House, and neoconservative warmonger David Frum has endorsed Ron DeSantis, uh, trying to get him to run in 2024. But I might throw this out there into the backbone community, backbone country we call it, about the DeSantis v. Trump potential scenario for a 2024 election cycle. Curious to know where, uh, where people are coming down on that. And I know, I know, right, right here, you know, Denver Metro, Colorado, we're living in this kind of weird anti-Trump bubble. It's kind of a strange place where you don't hear people speak positively about Donald Trump. You just don't hear it that much. But you have to understand that that is a bubble, and that is not reflective of the broad swath of the United States of America, of the vast majority of the America First MAGA-centric GOP voters. And so um, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, what is Megyn Kelly, is she right to say that, oh, DeSantis would get creamed, destroyed, eviscerated if Donald Trump wants to run and DeSantis decides to try to hoist a flag against Trump? Uh, let's, let's talk about that when we come back. It's, I think it's quite fascinating. I'm kind of curious where people stand on this one because this, this will be the next one. That's 2024. It's not the current midterm, but... Let's at least start introducing the topic. It's Matt Dunn. It's Backbone Radio. Be right back. A 14er even? There we go. Feels like the first time with Foreigner. That's one of their great, huge tunes. I've been vicariously at a Foreigner concert. I walked into Nashville one evening, and Foreigner was playing at the big stadium there, and I was outside the stadium, but I heard it crisp and clear. It's like I was a paying ticket holder myself. But no, I was outside by the minivan with all the kiddos. At any rate, yeah, climb any mountain. We are mountain climbers around here. Oh, yeah, I've climbed about two-thirds of the 14ers. Just love that. I didn't get to any this summer. I feel kind of kind of lame about that. I feel, I feel an absence, an emptiness in my soul not having done a 14er this summer. At any rate, I don't think I'm going to do that last one-third of them because those are the hard ones where you, like, uh, are dangling off of precipices and, like, have what they call exposure. <laughs> I've got enough kids that they don't need their dad up there dangling 3,000 feet above, like, a hard rock surface. That's just my opinion. I, maybe I'll change my mind at some point, you know. But for now, I'm just, uh, yeah, keeping it cool. Talked a lot about manhood yesterday, by the way. You gotta, and, and last week, too. That's kind of becoming a theme. I, I've got a lot to say about that topic. At any rate, Trump v. DeSantis. Potential, potential 
for 2024. I just want to get this out there. We've got more pressing matters to talk about, right? 2022 is less than a month away, the midterms. But um, did you know this? We've got some that Harvard-Harris polling data that Glenn, Glenn Greenwald cites in a Twitter thread earlier today. I trust Greenwald, and Harvard-Harris sometimes can be accurate. Let's presume with this poll we can work with some accuracy. And who is the most popular political figure in the United States of America? Who is the most popular? Well, that would be Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the most popular political figure in America. And uh, that's, that's kind of impressive. Trump is number one. Guess who's number two? Mike Pence. So uh, Trump is even in the favorable, unfavorable. But in terms of favorables, Donald Trump has 47% favorability, 47% unfavorable, which I tell you is amazing that Trump could be even on favorable, unfavorable after literally six years straight of the echo chamber of the deep state, of the FBI and the CIA all of the liars in the rhino party, in the Democratic Party, doing everything they possibly can to take this guy down. And they can't do it. Is it not amazing, people? Um, interestingly, on this list, um, Joe Biden is eight points under. He is uh, 43% favorable, 51% unfavorable, so he's minus eight. Trump is more popular than Joe Biden. Kamala Harris is down 10, minus 10. So Kamala is 40 favorable, 50 unfavorable. And the least favorable, the most underwater, are Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi at 22 points net unfavorables higher than their favorables. I think that's kind of uh, kind of interesting. But, you know, you get in this anti-Trump bubble that you see in Colorado, and you might overlook the fact that Trump has is the, is the most favorable, the most the most uh, popular political figure in the United States of America. Now, do you think that any never-Trumper thinks that that's even possibly reality? Do you, do you think so? Do you think any rhino thinks that's even possible? But they need to realize that they're living in a bubble, and when you see any poll data about a 2024 primary in the Republican Party, it's not even a race. Trump dominates by like 30, 40, 50 plus points. It's just not even close. It's just not even a race. That is reality. Okay, that is reality. At present, you could imagine things could change, but that is the reality at present, and that's what we'll talk about uh, right now. And so I've been watching this, and I'm kind of just laying the groundwork here, that a lot of money is flowing into Ron DeSantis in Florida, governor of Florida. A lot of money is flowing in there, and a lot of it is the big corporate money, the big GOP rhino donor money is flowing into the coffers of Ron DeSantis right now. And you're seeing little, uh, you know, little endorsements of Ron DeSantis, like Paul Ryan, the disastrous, execrable, absolute loser former Speaker of the House, um, Republican who did everything he possibly could to sabotage Trump, did everything he could to try to keep that border wall from getting done, did Paul Ryan. Um, and he comes out there and says, hey, oh, Trump's not going to be the nominee in 2024. It's going to be uh, DeSantis. 
Hmm, Paul Ryan, who's busy over there now. He sabotaged Trump, now he's sabotaging Fox News, trying to separate Fox News from its viewers. Good job, Paul Ryan. I mean, Ryan and Romney, I mean, what a bunch of dirtbags we had running for us in 2012. Can you deny that? You cannot deny that. Absolute dirtbags. If those guys would have won, they would have done probably just about as bad a job as Biden is doing now, frankly, but maybe not quite, but approaching it anyway, as far as the future viability of this republic. And all kinds of folks are trying to endorse DeSantis right now. Um, And I mentioned this earlier, David Frum, who's the guy that was like the architect, one of the architects of the Iraq war, that disaster. One of the absolute warmonger neoconservatives who they kicked him out of National Review, ostensibly a formerly conservative publication, And now he writes for The Atlantic, which is hardcore propaganda leftism. Why why are the rhinos endorsing DeSantis? We're we're sitting around thinking that, oh, DeSantis is this great guy, is this great governor. You know, we love him. And we do. We think he's doing a good job in Florida. But when it comes to the national stage, is he going to be controlled by the big money? Is he going to be controlled by the warmongers, by the neoconservative wing, by the Paul Ryan wings of the party? You're damn right he is, and that's unfortunately the way the way things are lining up right now. It's very rare to have somebody like a Trump who is not beholden to anybody, who is uncontrollable by our corrupt political establishment, by our ruling class. Now, I'm unfurling this. I want to get to what Megyn Kelly was saying, but let's say hello first on the phone lines. We've had the phones popping, and I want to say hello to Rick. Rick in Aurora, thank you for checking in. Yeah, Matt. Glad uh, you're here, sir. DeSantis has zero, zero chance. You think so, huh? The subject, it doesn't interest me that much because it's not happening. And and, and like you said, who's endorsing and pushing him? It's the same people, you know, behind the curtain. So uh, there's no way. No way. Interesting. So you're with Megyn Kelly on that. And I haven't played her her clips yet, which are quite illuminating. But uh, to me, I think DeSantis will have a bit of traction, probably more than anybody else, certainly more than Pompeo, who's a zero, Pence, who's a zero, right? Um, yeah, Nikki a, Haley, who's a zero. They'll put all their weight, the... The media. The other, yeah, the other actors yeah. involved in the political theater, yes. Right, right. They'll, they'll push for DeSantis. So the, the media will try to divide the party this way and try to try to create a... But I, this DeSantis... Um, He's kind of put, been putting his toe in the water, and I think he's had some serious blowback. <laughs> but, uh, uh, if but, he was smart, he'd wait. He'd wait. And that, that it, it, if he were to put his toe in the water and go against Trump in a primary, um, <laughs> how, how do you think that that would fare? But how do you think that would set a young man like DeSantis up for a 2028 run or a 2032 run? Wouldn't, couldn't you see that causing him harm? Oh, absolutely. That's why you, you wouldn't do it, because all us Trumpsters, I, that's all I'd remember. Yep. And so uh, he could take Trump, himself Trump out. Bigger, Trump is bigger than all of these people. You know that. He, he, he's a presence. He, he, he's the man. He, all of them combined, yeah, Rick. They, yeah, it's... I mean, look at the crowds, the last two... I mean, and on and on. I mean, yep. right now, this moment, uh, this country, Trump's the guy. Right on, Rick. And, uh, you know, and I've got this list here in this Harvard-Harris poll of like 20 different political figures' names. You can add up all 20 of them, They're like the biggest leading lights, 
and they don't even count to a fraction of what Trump does, what uh, Trump's domination of the attention of this country and as a political power. Rick, thank you for that. Stay close. Be right back. Isn't that a good song? Isn't that just good? That's L. Goulding, a song called Lights. Earlier today, I attended a soccer game, University of Denver women's soccer, Division I soccer play, and my 11-year-old daughter's soccer team was all there, and my 8-year-old daughter's soccer team was all there. And we're out there on the DU campus. It was a great game. They won 4-1. to one. Man, they've got some good players. Go Pio! Go Pios! Pioneers for you non-Denver University um, aficionados. And, uh, yeah, go women. Women power. Women power. And my daughters just had a blast with all their uh, their teammates. And they, they were loud. It's like loud. My, my ears. <laughs> My ears. Anyway, but they played that song by L. Goulding at the game uh, during halftime intermission. They had some really great tunes. And so I went over there. I'm trying to find out, hey, where's the DJ? Where, where's the DJ around here? I got to get some got to get some names of these. And I, but I knew that one. There's a there's one or two others. I didn't know who. who uh, anyway, I, but I never could find the DJ. So they must. I don't know where that DJ hides at the Pios games. At any rate, congrats to the DU Pioneers winning 4-1. to one. And uh, Megan Kelly thinks, and I know I was going to play this audio earlier, but I just kind of get going on stuff. But Megan Kelly thinks Ron DeSantis, man, he will. He will destroy his career if he tries to lift a finger against Donald Trump in the Republican primary in 2024. And let's hear her say this. It's interesting. I'm kind of curious what people are thinking. I'm getting a lot of text to studio saying, spot on, right on. Megan's got this right. But let's hear, let's hear Megan say it. She's talking to Rick Rubin, who has a decent podcast, uh, kind of. But Rick Rubin talks to Megan about this. What, what do you want to happen with the Trump-DeSantis thing? Well, I just don't think anybody else could win if Trump runs. So, and I don't. I just really. I don't so you know. you think if they got on a stage, you you don't think that DeSantis is is crafty enough or the record no. stands enough to really no. interesting. I don't even think that a little. Um, I think Trump sucks up all the energy in every room, no matter what. And even someone as skilled as a politician and smart policy wise as DeSantis can't overcome that. He can't. The only way DeSantis is going to become the Republican nominee is if Trump chooses not to run and endorses him or dies. (laughs) Like, I just don't see a world in which Trump says, I want it. Let's say he says, I want it. And DeSantis beats him fair and square in the primary. You really think the hardcore MAGA is going to abandon Trump for DeSantis? They're not. I talk to them all the time. I, I take calls from them on my radio show and they won't. They they like DeSantis but they don't think it's his turn. They think Trump was screwed out of his last election, that he was screwed out of his first term by all the craziness, the Russia gate and so on. And they think he's, he is entitled. He deserves another shot at it. And so unless Trump gracefully and graciously says, get behind DeSantis, I, I wouldn't put any chips on DeSantis at all. Wow. 
that is a striking set of statements there from Megan Kelly, who, yeah, I mean, she's learned a lot of this stuff the hard way, has Megan. And she's a whole new woman after coming out the other side of that, which we covered at Backbone Radio in great detail going back to 2015, 2016. I'm presuming everybody remembers all that with that infamous, legendary first Fox News hosted debate of all of the Republican candidates running for the presidency back then and the Rosie O'Donnell question. You remember all that. But she says, uh, yeah, I don't even think that a little that DeSantis could even have a ghost of a chance against Trump. Not even a little. (laughs) Whoa. Um, Nobody else could win. If Trump runs, Trump sucks up all the energy in every room, says Megyn Kelly. Can anybody deny that? No, nobody can deny that. Um, That's just the way it is, that we have the most popular political figure of the United States of America, Donald Trump, per the Harvard-Harris poll I just cited. Donald Trump and all of the polls taken for the potential 2024 Republican primary is dominating by tens of dozens of points. And um, the rhinos are still trying to find some way to get around it. And they've kind of gotten back in there and talked DeSantis into making a move. Talk DeSantis into making a move. You can do it, buddy. You can do it. We're going to give you all these millions of dollars. You can take out Trump. And I do think behind the scenes, DeSantis has assented. He's kind of said, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. You know, he's kind of like yeah, edging towards it. But what do you think? Do you think he would have a chance? I've got a bit more Megan Kelly here. And by the way, you know, if Trump does run and Trump does win the primary, you will see the rhinos try to not support Trump for that. You'll see them try to go somewhere else. But yet... If a rhino candidate won the tr- run the primary, they would get all mad if MAGA voters don't support the rhino candidate. Does that make sense? Kind of like what McConnell is doing with Blake Masters in Arizona, the MAGA candidate, the great MAGA candidate for Senate in Arizona. McConnell will not send him the millions of dollars. McConnell is snubbing him and stiffing him. Whereas if it was the rhino candidate on top in Arizona... Mitch McConnell would be sending all the money to the rhino candidate in Arizona and would be all ticked off if any MAGA voter would not support the Republican nominee. Do you see how that works, folks? Do you see? Yeah. So maybe they get to lump it. Maybe the rhino establishment gets to lump it and support the Republican nominee, whoever it is. Yeah. It has to go both ways. It has to be a two-way street. But you see... It's not. And they can just lump it. Let's hear Megan Kelly. That's really interesting. I mean, look, I, I've said many times, I'd love, love for them to work it out on the DL, have a dinner, figure out what has to be figured out and go forward. A lot of people, and I'm sort of moving on this a little bit, say that they should just get on the debate stage and do it. And, and whoever you know comes out will be sharper for it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I agree. There is a certain portion of like the base base that would rather burn everything down if if it doesn't get to Trump. It, but it's a huge portion, Dave. Huge. It's a huge portion. Huge. Like the hardcore Trump faithful. 
is unshakable. And they're, I've, I, again, I hear from them all the time. They're, they, they like him. They like DeSantis, but they would never cross Trump for him. And they think that True. DeSantis owes his political career to Trump. True. Like if forced to choose, they will choose Trump. So DeSantis can't take him down. It's like the line in war games. The only winning move is not to play. DeSantis has got to either be crowned by Trump um, or he shouldn't run. Is he's Trump? It'll be. It would be. I, I don't know. I don't. He. It wouldn't. I was going to say it's not going to be a kamikaze mission because he wouldn't take down Trump. Right? Only Trump can take down Trump. Um, but he won't win over Trump. I. I'll stand by that. You can play it against me if I'm wrong, but I won't be. By the way, I'm not even totally sure I want him to run. I. I love Florida so much, and I know how much he loves it, and I know how this state is flourishing. That at some level, just at a, I suppose a somewhat selfish level, it's like no, stay here. Let's let's keep running with this thing and see how great we can make this state, and maybe the machinery of the federal government is just so broken, that swamp thing maybe is so all-encompassing that there's not much you could do there anyway. Right. We like DeSantis. We like you, Brother DeSantis. We think you're great as a governor of Florida. But if you try to go to the national level, you try to take on Donald Trump, if Trump wants to run, if Trump is in the game, then you will almost guaranteed spike your entire political future you will spike your political career. He's still in his 40s. He's a young dude. He'll be president someday if he wants it. He'll get all that rhino money, all that rhino donor money. He'll get the Paul Ryans and the Mitt Romneys to support him, you know. But um, I do think, and I have heard, and I do have some inside tentacles here to hear what's going on, and I do think DeSantis has realized that if he even floats his name as a potential opponent to Trump, that that is brutal to him and his reputation, even in Florida. (laughs) Even Floridians don't go for it, folks. So, by the way, Trump is only getting stronger the more the January 6th propaganda committee falls on its damn face, and Biden screws up the economy, the domestic policy, the foreign policy, the inflation, the gas... Biden is conducting an advertisement every day, a clinic on how much better Trump was as president than Biden, the puppet guy, is now. Yeah, you see, face reality, rhinos, face it. That's that's kind of the story here. Red Hot Chili Peppers bringing us back in here. Yes, you're right, Blake. That's early peppers, early chili peppers back in their deep L.A. days. Kind of little duet action on that tune. That was always one of my favorites when it first came out. And one of the ones you don't ever hear much. They don't play it in concerts ever. So you got to hang with Backbone to get the groovy tunes. Oh, yeah. At any rate, you know, think about this. You know, if the Rhinos, if Fox News is trying to harm Trump and they don't want Trump on, (laughs) well... That's not going to affect the MAGA base. It's not going to affect the Republican base. The, the MAGA base is the Republican base. The vast majority of it, as you just heard Megyn Kelly say. So Fox News can hurt itself and, like, spike its own brand and its own ratings. They can do that. Yeah. Other media entities can do that if they want to. But I, I admire the toughness of radio listeners. Megyn Kelly said she talks to MAGA voters all the time and they're not budging they're not yielding 
Even though they get hectored and lectured by media people who think they know more and want to put them down and tell them, oh, you're just the benighted deplorable, it doesn't work. People have spine, people have backbone, and they, they send it right back at them. Have you ever noticed that? But suppose they do say, well, we're going to, McConnell and Ryan and Romney say, well, we're not going to support Trump in 2024, and he wins the primary, he's running. Um, okay, well, do your best to help get another Biden-like person in who screws up the economy, screws up foreign policy, and brings us to the verge of Armageddon. See, those people... Those that weird little subset of cultish freak never Trumpers, and they are the cult, make no mistake. They hate Trump so much that they would rather blow up the whole world. They would rather have Biden's little Armageddon over Ukraine. <laughs> you see how absolutely nutcase these people are, how unstable they are, how how just knocked off, knocked down, like the chili pepper song they have become. It's almost like it's kind of an insanity. It's like a propaganda-induced psychosis that you're seeing from so many media people and ruling class people in America right now. But Megyn Kelly said this, that MAGA voters think Trump got screwed in his first term. And you're damn right he did because the FBI and the CIA were sabotaging him at every step, along with people like Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney and jerks in the rhino party. That whole Russia thing was nonsense, obviously manufactured hoax completely. Durham is proving that right now. And so the agencies, the executive branch agencies and the impeachments and all of that crap, folks, it, none of it was true. It was all false. It was all hoax after hoax after hoax. And even to this day, you can ask people, well, why is it you hate Trump so much? What exactly did he, did he do that was so bad? And then they can't think of anything. Or if they can... They'll point to something that's not true. That was a hoax that was made up by the corrupt freak cult subset of power people to try to take down their political opponent. And you'll notice they're still trying to do it. And you'll notice they're still not getting anywhere. So think about a few of these things, folks. Think about them. And I do think Megyn Kelly is spot on. And I think DeSantis has already gotten the message that... Um, if he goes against Trump, it's not going to work out well for him. And he has a bright political future if he wants to use it. But the money people are going to try and talk him into expending his capital now. Too soon, DeSantis. Too soon. Wait. Get some political independence. That would be my advice to him. But the plan is for the January 6th committee to indict Trump or to try to get shackles and ankle chains and handcuffs around him. And if they do that... They've already raided Mar-a-Lago. That will backfire 10 times over on those complete pathetic freak power losers who are obsessed with their own political power and will destroy this republic and even bring us to the point of Armageddon in the process. That's the reality, folks. You don't get that. You don't hear that. You don't hear people say that. You don't get that exposure in the media because they've all been censored and shut down. They're all under pressure. They're all being marginalized. You don't hear what that reality actually is. But just think about a few of these things would be my advice to you. So they're going to try to take him out using the DOJ, the FBI, and the CIA to try to somehow formally make it so Trump cannot run. They're going to try to do that. But guess what? Not going to work. Even Hugh Hewitt has admitted that, that that's not going to work. He said, eh, that's, that's not going to work. It'll only backfire. So 
you know, if you don't want another Biden to destroy the country, maybe that freak bunch of never Trumpers should just join the mainstream of the Republican Party and support who connects the Republican Party voters with the issues that they feel most passionately about. And yes, that is Trump. So there we go. Let's uh, say hello to uh, Mary. Mary, um, I don't see a city for Denver. Welcome, Mary. Glad you're here. I love you, Matt Dunn. (laughs) Um, I think I'm just saying what maybe already has been said, but I just feel that if Trump announces he is going to run again, then he names DeSantis DeSantis as his VP, and then that will just be the process of success. That's happened before, you know, where the VP then becomes the president. If Trump doesn't run again, um, then I think DeSantis will run straight up for president. What do you think? Yeah, I I think if Trump decides not to run, voluntarily decides not to run, and the deep state doesn't assassinate him, yes, I said it, (laughs) Um, Megyn Kelly said that, you know, if Trump dies, then DeSantis might run, but I think DeSantis would run if Trump voluntarily decides not to run. But I'll tell you what, you know, if if the deep state goes to that level, and you know those people think that, they at least think those thoughts, um, that that would be the rupture of this country, and they know it. Yeah. 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 So. Well, and I think, too, that as far as the VP, there's no way that Trump would go back um, to Pence, or he would even think of Pompeo. I think DeSantis is the up-and-coming star. I like him. Yeah, and uh, I like the way it's kind of the no nonsense answers on his press conferences, and look what he's done for Florida. And Florida's a big player, right? And everything. So it's so good to hear you, Matt. Oh, Mary, it's so good to hear you. Okay, you, you, talk you, to you later. <laughs> you stay close with us. And yeah, there's some other like Ben Carson had a text to studio about Ben Carson maybe being a running mate. Maybe, yes. uh, maybe even um, Tulsi Gabbard. Is that? I I don't know. Never happened. Okay. <laughs> Never happened in this world. I take it back. I you take don't it back. be a dim for twenty years and then convince <laughs> me now you're yeah. an independent. And right on, Mary. Okay. Oh. Whoa, you knocked me right off my chair. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just floating a trial balloon. Thought I would just see, you know. Anyway, but, all right, Mary. But, hey, make sure you stay close with us, Mary. Love to hear your voice. Stay stay right in there. And let's say hello to uh, Brad. Brad in Lakewood. How are you, sir? Well, pretty good. But uh, the problem with, Mitch, or problem with Mitch McConnell is he's spending anywhere from 7 to $9 million to attack Telly Shabaka in Alaska. Why isn't he spending that money to help Blake Masters or uh, – Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Exactly. Because he's a rhino and he's waging war on any candidate that is close to Trump. Ben Masters is very close to Trump. And, um, you know, up in Alaska, there was a Trump-endorsed candidate that he tried to stop and he wanted to get that Murkowski back in there. And they've got that, what is that, qualified ballot choosing whatever, uh, rigging the deal up there. You know how that works. And Actually, I don't know where McConnell is on Herschel Walker. Have you seen that? Are they helping Herschel? I, th- I, think, I think a little... Uh... I think Herschel did really good during that debate. Yes. I think, I think Herschel Walker and Laxo will pull it out, so he should. I think we can get 51, 52 seats in the Senate, but we can't take uh, any seat for granted. And uh, Blake Masters and uh, Dr. Oz could use that, use that lot money a lot more better than uh, attacking T- Kelly. Right, and look at Oz's opponent, Fetterman, right? Yeah, I mean, dresses that, like a slob. That, that guy is like a non-starter. Um, 
Oz should win that just just out of the sheer badness of Fetterman alone. And they, I mean, they, but the Rhinos don't see it that way. Brad, Brad, stay close. Uh, you're the man. Okay, thank you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.